here's what I have on my mind lately. I will start with, by just naming it. And you tell me what you think without me explaining anything. You ready, yeah? The vlog of a president slash prime minister. Excellent. This is excellent. Um, How long till that happens? I mean... Actually, wait. Is it doable in the first place? That's the pre-question. Yeah, I think it is. If 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 tweeting is very mm-hmm. um, used right now in mm-hmm. that sense, mm-hmm. like for a polit for for a politician, I mean, or for a party member and so forth, I don't think there's gonna be uh, a very long time until a vlog might appear or a video recording of a specific you know day. Of such person, yeah, I, and I'm saying this not because of the um, uh, possibility of doing it now, but rather the um, the time that it will take from from this moment until let's say five years later, when the technology is going to be even more available mm-hmm. for people like them to record such things. And I'm talking even you know smaller cameras. I, I'm talking you know GoPro sized cameras that might you know have uh, even bigger sensors to capture more or you know to be more technically available for those kind of people and so yeah my 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 answer is yes what made you what made you no actually it's pretty logical but what what made you think of this like generally not the the possibility of of having it but generally why were you interested in this before I answer I just want to not beat only my chest to beat this podcast chest. I think this is the good synergy between the two of us because exactly the tweet and the camera thing that you were talking about were, were the next segues that I wanted to to bring into the conversation, which I will in, in a second after I answer your question. I think that's amazing. I don't know how, but this is not the first time it happens between the two of us. Somehow we we're on the same direction. I think we'll get tired of each other in three years. What do you think? <laughs> I would love to get tired of each other because the conversations will get more and more interesting, I think. Wow, right. So you asked me what, what made me ask this, the vlog of a president slash prime minister? Yeah. Well, first of all, because it was one of my tweets. <laughs> so I basically, all I've done here, these six, seven items I got on my list were either tweets, either tweets during these four, these four days or uh, I've recorded a video because it was my idea. So I said, mm, let me just blast it all out in a video. But uh, to actually answer the question... Well, one was exactly that. If this, if uh, Donald Trump, the current president of the United States, he attributed, uh, some people tend to, you know, um, dismay that claim. He claims that he, Twitter was a very, very helpful thing in his, uh, a very, very f- helpful tool in his successful campaign. Successful as in he's won the presidency. That's like, I'm not talk- discussing politics now, but I'm talking facts. If that happened, let, let's just say happened. Let, let's not debate whether yes or no. If that happened because of Twitter, what's the next thing? Well, the next thing will be a vlog, and on top of that, that that, that means more accountability because it's like uh, when you're president slash prime minister. I'll just keep on saying president, but obviously depending my the leader of a country, you at least in this portrayed image that some people do or used to do, you are accountable to people. And that's like the shareholder meeting. It's just that it's every day. It's like, okay, you guys selected me as to lead this country. Here's what I've been doing today. And obviously, okay, maybe it's not, it won't be daily. Maybe we weekly. 
and eventually I think it will become daily. It's like the daily report. Here's what we've been doing. Nothing too fancy today. Nothing too this and that. Sure, okay, maybe you won't be able to share everything because you want to have your privacy, that's one, and two, some privacy-related issues with the country's direct geopolitical actions, of course. But it could even be something as small as whatever, I said hi to this, this dude that was out there when I went on the street. That matters. It, it, it's a meaningful interaction. And I think, so we got today, the President of the United States claims Twitter was, was very helpful. We're looking at this future moment where you and I envision the vlog of a president. And by the way, guys, whoever's listening to this, today is the 10th of March 2019. We'll be listening to this in 2029 or 2039. Jacob and I called it before it happened, right? We got this on record. <laughs> uh, so we got this point, vlog. In between, I think the next president or one of the next presidents will interact with people on Twitter as in, how can I help? How can I? Go ahead. The thing that I want to say about this is that it's not going to be a problem of a president um, trying to rely on such technology, like to, to do a vlog. But I think it's going to be an already established established vlogger that's going to try and become the president. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen several characters in different fields that have um, shown interest in such candidacy. Tell us about them, if you feel like. Um, for example... A very um, trending person on the media. I'm, I'm not sure on the video side though. Was Kanye West when you know he shockingly said to the world that he would run for president? So that's one. 2016, I think. But again, I haven't seen actually much video activity to sustain what I've just said yeah. from him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be very long until one one influential person on on the platform on a, on YouTube let's say mm-hmm. where it's where vlogs are usually mo- mostly pl- popular will come out and actually express that yeah i'm not sure whom yet i have i have like a broad of a view of a lot of youtubers that are active and they have a lot of followers and they um they're quite you know established in their field depending mm-hmm. on what the channels are but I'm not actually sure yet who might show this kind of an interest. I think it's hard because it's not happening in a year or two, for sure. Have you seen uh, more people expressing, you know, their desire for such candidacy, like for the to have someone p- political doing a vlog? Yeah, no, I, m- I mean somebody to express the the, the the wish to run for for president in the United States right now. Someone who's into doing content into yeah, YouTube. but th- that haven't had specifically. Um, a uh, relationship with the political world. Mm-hmm. So I far. haven't, but I think it's too early. I think timing is a very important factor. So as I said, I think in the short term, as in next couple of years, we will first need to have politician people, bo- politic pe- people, personas, interacting with people, normal citizens, one-on-one on Twitter, as in, I was going to say that, like, how can I help? Or someone's complaining, because you can search that. You can say, um, the financial system is shit. You say you see people who complain about using these keywords. You jump in and say, "All right, cool. Let's have." It's 140, char- 280 characters. It could be something meaningful. Is the president r- response to you? Because you're either one of these people who uh, point your fist at God and say at the sky and say, "This word is ratchet. This this word means nothing." And if you s- if someone like the president answers your tweet, 
you're going to keep on going on that and that you will see that there's no space for any discussion there but that's very unlikely that's that's not the most the majority the majority will very will be very open i would say i would uh mm, predict the majority would be very open to at least have a short quick conversation and then out of a hundred people that answered you can pick one that that looked like the, he had the most promising argument and there's a one-on-one -on -one discussion could be something like 15 30 minutes if you'd be invited to the president's office i think you would go everyone finds it an honor anyways i've been very far into into this but um the answer is yes i do feel this can be possible not a hundred percent because i think uh, video exposes a lot so i think this might also have a negative repercussion to s to some yes, sort I, f I thought about that sorry to interrupt but i think it's it's still because it's still possible to to engineer the way you look so we didn't get to a point where you either expose yourself a million percent like down to the deepest thing you still have my partner told me the other day she told me that there was this couple on youtube who vlog daily for like a year and then they broke up and they said okay this channel is ending now basically and everyone in the comments was asking how the hell did that happen when you guys vlog daily we didn't see any kind of of uh clash between the two of you and out of nowhere exactly so jacob was doing this he was mimicking a veil you can still have this veil now i'm not getting into politicians should veil their, their uh, engineer their public image and this and that but i think a little bit more transparency would be very well perceived it will but at the same time as every tweet happens since we, we yeah. are still in this area a lot of it is still scripted is, is being re-edited is being rethought. Sure. you know it's, like sure. it's a long process to actually check and recheck and recheck after you actually post something as a president or at least you know to some extent because there, there have been multiple you know controversial tweets that have happened tweets that didn't even sound like a normal language you know tweeted by donald trump from what i remember they were just letters written oh. one next to each other that okay. that seemed as an accident maybe or not would be you yeah. know raise awareness dude is 70 years old right i guess so yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's sev he's 70 70 something yeah yeah right but um i mean look this is where we headed i would say we're headed towards more and more transparency we're headed to a point where it's harder and harder to uh to cover up and every time i don't know about you but every time i study history when the facts are put on paper you look and you say holy fuck these guys this guy's mocked the, this guy's uh, made up this election how the hell did they think they could get away with it because you look at history through like you know the these people are dead when this is discovered or uncovered more likely and you say that that was such a such a bad thing to do so eventually they will probably find out or maybe i'm just talking shit because you know if if they got out, if they uh, managed to escape without being caught, they're good. What's that word? What's that saying? That if you manage to get out without being caught, you're a good thief. Whatever. But um, because we're headed towards more and more transparency, I think that will be the next step for a political personality. If even a carpenter at this point can have his That's own my other show, point. then what would stop you know a president? He that can literally pay anybody exactly. to do that. Exactly. Resources are not a problem. That was exactly my second point. I was I was writing here that, as you were talking, which was my idea previously, that 
having a vlog or docu- the documentation of what you're doing is such a such a blue ocean for most people to the point where it's it's uh it's undervalued it's out there for so many of us i'm planning to do that in the in the creative field which is i'd like to document in a couple of years how i work with my clients with my uh within my engagements and day by day even if it's a boring day because at least it will show in uh, like the this is the bottom of the worst case scenario at least it will show someone who wants to aspire to do something how how i do it and maybe they'll say that's wrong but when you say that's wrong means you have a better idea which is progress or that's good i want to do that which is still good so and i have no problem with i think there there's enough space for comp- when i say blue ocean it doesn't mean that you got it and okay it's yours i'm inviting anyone who's listening to this to compete with me let's see who's better but besides that there, there are so many places that are untapped there's enough space for so many sharks in this uh, vlogging, showing day-to-day that I think we look back and we say, oh, remember those days when no one was doing it or very few people were doing it? And then ask myself, what's the, what's the, highest, the, most, the highest potential of this? That's when I thought, okay, imagine if a president would do that, especially, especially if he does it years before even applying, even uh, competing, what's the word? Running for, for the cabinet. And then you see all this story along six years, how she or he managed to get to that point, and then what she does day to day. That's what I thought, that, that would be the highest impact. Isn't this going to affect a potential candidate in that sense? If you dig a a recording of, of some sort of that person do we have something to hide no it's not about it's not about hiding it's about something that in the past might have seen just a pure observation that in the future might might have a completely different kind of approach or meaning or mm. political view upon it that might affect you know that candidate i'm just saying i'm not i'm not i'm not the thing is i understand mm, Human error is something completely common mm-hmm. and normal. And when you record every single thing that you do across, like I- including this podcast, including our our, um, our discussions, yeah, I look back at them. Yeah, y- and we're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, and I react to them differently in different moments. Yeah. I I listen to what I've said because you know I'm also editing this, so it's kind of like my job to also listen to what what we said and. There are a lot of things that that I've been saying, and I look back at them, and you know, I'm either really disappointed in the arguments, really? or yeah, yeah, and that's because I feel I feel a lot can change. A lot can change, and there's enough space for human error in that sense to give you the space to actually change and create something better than something that you have done, said, you know, before. So I'm I'm thinking if there's going to be so much. Um, of a recording space in the future there might be um, more danger in that sense for, for a person that wants to do something or uh, represent something because he's going to be targeted automatically to something that he has said done before mm. because of those recordings hence you know our um, last discussion about Kevin Hart 
who had a very old tweet that affected a current five years later at least yeah six seven I don't know that, uh, that that ruined for him you know something that was uh, yeah a party again, night this is a very in, uh, complicated discussion because of the subject yeah that he was implicated in and so forth but no, i get you you're touching the point that what he's done sev- uh, seven or eight years ago publicly mm. ruined uh affected Let's not this is another thing right now with so many people being able right now to film and have their own show publicly let's say not privately um i'm really curious when is there going to be a limit between asking a person to to be covered in that recording and not because at this point if i'm t- i'm telling you from let's say from uh, a person who has done some films right and i have to sign some agreements for a person to be part of a project of a show call it uh, anything you you like i have agreements where was that. my agreement <laughs> very true very true you can use at this point you can use <laughs> this uh, podcast as a as a uh, as a I would say weapon, you know, <laughs> against me at some point if you want. Don't worry. We, we have no. Uh, no, I'm, I'm saying right because we have no agreement upon well w- about all of this. But wait, why would I use it as a weapon? You might, you could use it as well against me, right? Mm. Like it's not just me towards you. Because anything that would come out of my mouth right now or your mouth um, is not protected by something. We haven't signed an agreement to say. Yeah. You. You and me, we both agree to have this discussion, but Under we also terms. agree to never use this against one another. We have never done this. Yeah, we just have a social because unwritten contract. Exactly, because we can we can always disagree and we can always push it extremely. You never know when one of us might literally break and have a completely different opinion to, to the other and become really yeah, bad. Yeah, I get it. So what I'm saying right now, there's going to be so many people that will have access, you know, to do everyone anything. Everyone has, like, yeah, right? Exactly, everyone has. Where you will be in, in included in, in recordings, uh, visually, let's say, without even knowing anymore. And you're going to be part of a huge landscape of like a, uh, a show that happens all the time around us. Yeah, yeah, but that happens even mm. today, right? Like you film a, some, an event in the street, I'm there in the background. In theory, I can go and ask. I can go and ask you. Please delete that because you didn't have my consent. There's the thing. But when, when, when's what, the what stop? What stop us right now from you know, um, living it like this right now as as it is or through a lens? When 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 is it gonna become a big difference between the two, mm. or not? Or 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 when is gonna you know? Wh- when will the lens become the actual thing? Because you. Uh, think about think about the first a- uh, question that you have asked when we started this. What when will the president also start a vlog? Right, because mm-hmm. uh, right now I think in your mind and in my mind as well, it means when 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 would will we do what everybody's starting to do right now, which is to record most of what they're doing in a day. Okay. Mm. So what are you asking? I'm trying to say is is the your question the one with the line? When do we draw the line? Yeah. Cuz I have something to say about that. When we yeah. I think yeah. I think yeah. I think that okay, today is definitely a fuzzy line and it will be fuzzier and fuzzier, but I think it's it's just a matter of who raises the bar. And when I say raise the bar, I mean taking this responsibility because you take so we talked about you said this earlier 
which I want to touch upon, vulnerability. There's vulnerability, there's risk. We, we talked about Kevin Hart being caught on the wrong side of, the, of this line. At the same time, this idea of uh, being responsible and being vulnerable and open and being in this risky situation is attributed to the main character, the main hero of a story. He's the guy who takes the spear, the weapon, whatever, and goes and kills the pred- predator that's... Uh, that's uh what's the word preying upon the cave or whatever that's a threat that's the word i was looking for that's threatening the cave and then everyone thanks him this hero okay that's a story it's something we've we've been we've been comfortable with for thousands and thousands of years i think it's what kept us alive if you ask for my opinion but we can talk about that later the parallel drawn here is that it's a it's once again a responsibility to be more vulnerable it doesn't mean that you have to Maybe you can take some other kind of responsibility, but in a place where corruption, in a world where corruption is a problem, and everyone is accusing political people of, you guys do this and that, and I, we even even though we like some of the stuff that we do, which is the best case scenario, we still think you guys are doing this and that behind the curtain. I think this is a hugely untapped market of a guy who can take that torch, which is kind of you know now back to a metaphorical comparison. Taking a torch, that torch looks like it's really, really hot, you know, and you might, it's very likely for you to die or to be hurt, not to die, but to be hurt if you take it. But once you somehow sort yourself out to be able to lift it and take it, people will say, oh, okay, this person is exposing herself to see, for us to see her, okay, not 100%, because we don't want to know about her personal family necessarily and how, uh, I don't know, when she goes to the bathroom, like, not to that level, but she's at least making a bit of an effort to be more uh, more public and more transparent and for us to see even the boring shit, which is signing a paper or like the, st- the stacks of paper and the time-lapse of how she goes through all of them and, you know, signs like a politician on the expression, keeps on, doesn't even read, whatever. Again, not everything. Some, some information is sensitive. But I think we just raise the bar and raise the bar until we get to that point. Because because this raise the bar, you know what it means. Eventually, in the long term, it means raising raising the bar, rising the bar, for the human species. This is a micro case, the political case. But if you and I and and these people around us keep on raising, eventually we'll get to a better place. Or at least we've been doing that for the last thousands of years. We might, you know, there's that discussion that we might have uh, beaten more than we could chew with the global warming and whatnot. But so far, that's how it seems. I I completely it, it makes sense. You're you're right. Yes, I s- I've got that. You're right. We're done. Podcast over. Uh, no, no, no. That, that's what I wanted to jokes, jokes. But you, jokes aside, you really yeah. When will that happen? I, mean, I don't it know. Seems really logical. Yeah. To Th- that's business as well, right? You keep on raising the bar, the service bar, to the degree that you use resources more efficiently, which brought us to invent something amazing like the internet, or the mobile phone the smartphone and this and that because people kept raising the bar it got harder and harder which means you need to be more and more efficient anyways yeah speaking about technology and raising the bar that was another point that you briefly touched upon amazingly as this is the second time i'm complimenting it let's talk cameras probably a subject that you like i was thinking as well separate from this vlog of a president but it is related now i think the next video revolution would be when 
when we managed to get somehow cameras to record us without using any of our hands. So I'm not sure whether it would be like a Pokeball floating around us or whatever the hell would be the case. But I was watching this video. So I was talking Tesla's, uh, Tesla, the motor cars, Tesla, the automobiles. I was talking their social media because I was looking to see their performance and this and that. And there was this video with their new model, the Roadster, whatever. So these people are, are on, on the passenger seat. And the video's point is their, re their reaction to 0 to 60 miles per hour or 0 to 100 kilometers per hour. And 7 out of 10 have their phones in their hand. One dude actually has the full camera with, you know, the shotgun. Uh, what's the name? The shotgun microphone. Microphone, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, crap. My idea of a flying Pokeball would be dismantled in this case because that car is really fast. But how can we get our hands free? Because if you would do that, that would be I amazing. Mean, we have drones right now who track subjects, but they're drones right now. So they're, they're kind of, you know, yeah. hard to control. And I'm, I'm talking end consumer, like mass. But the answer is yes. The, the Pokeball thing is exactly what I'm imagining. And I think it's not very far from it. Like, again, I'm going to repeat. There are drones right now. DJI makes makes drones that to be honest you do need a monitor at first you know to to choose a tracking point and so forth which is normal because mm -hmm. you want to dictate something that you want that machine to do initially but yes you press literally the screen one time on a subject and the drone will follow the subject no mm -hmm. matter where you move mm -hmm. so we're not that far from yeah. having those kinds of cameras i think so technologically i think we're kind of there because I've seen what you're talking about. I've seen that in what gimbals, uh, you you touch your face on the screen, yes. and then it w it's definitely we, we definitely got, got facial recognition at, at at scale. We see that in uh, every smartphone's camera. You get that little square around your face, right? There are endless accessories right now, and for the creators of such uh, hardware and accessories, I think they're at the peak of their life because having so many people. Influential, uh, influential YouTubers who use their accessories and test those, they can check at any time, any episode, any upload. Who's they? Those YouTubers. Uh, sorry, I mean the creators of the hardware. They can check any of uh, any time those YouTubers that use such accessories, and they can instantly see what goes right and wrong. YouTubers also complain or review or. Um, argument in a positive way how that accessory works and they instantly change it they upgrade it and they keep upgrading and they keep mm -hmm. upgrading so this happens as fast as ever if they have made a gorilla a gorilla pod that um is not very malleable here and there yeah there's going to be one youtuber who's going to be filming something like a travel vlog and he's going to say ah i had this bad time you know when i went back to argentina and this thing was like not sitting on a tree properly so the, mm, the first thing that the creator of the hardware is going to say okay guys we need to fix this because apparently we're not very good on tree right, tree right. mounting you know with, with this gorilla pot and they're going to instant they're going to do v2 the next month yeah they have a better response and a faster response more than ever to actually improve those those accessories so i think the speed to which uh, um that pokeball kind of floating pokeball camera is going to happen might actually be Closer quicker than, than we think. think. Yeah, but I wanted to, that's definitely without a doubt, which is why, as you said, exactly what you said, I'm just repeating now, which is why we've had uh, improvement so fast. I wanted, just wanted to get, but it might be, you know, 
too deep of an abyss to even look into this discussion about drones and how they can be at scale and like what uh aerial how do you call that aerial aerial mm -hmm. corridors or how the hell would you solve this problem because we're talking about three dimensions now not just two and that's the same with the pokeball like it's following me but is it gonna bump it somewhere? Is it gonna bump into a wall? Is it gonna explode in midair and hurt someone else? Virtual world. That's oh. how you're gonna solve it. You're gonna have an avatar, and you're gonna jump into a virtual world world where movement is gonna be endless. Wow. So, imagine that virtual world in which you can record as well in. So you'll be able to create a show within that, mm -hmm. because that's gonna be endless. You can do anything. But listen, it's not, not it's not far from happening. Uh, believe me, I'm seeing prototypes of of virtual and augmented reality that can happen. So your concern about spatial uh, confrontation between technology and uh, hardware that's not going to be a problem anymore in in that kind of an environment. It's gonna be. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm one really to scared. break someone else's bubble when it comes to predicting the or talking about the future because I like it if it wasn't uh, everything it so far. It might be false, but as I'm seeing it right what now, I, was gonna I think say, it's very... What I was going to say is, isn't the virtual world even further than than the Pokeball following you? Or like the this... Like, are we talking about X amount of time once, you know, to the Pokeball and then another X, or maybe even Y, maybe 2X, 3X, to, to get into that virtual world? Well, the answer is who the fuck knows, because it... It's the 10th of March 2019 to today. But I'm telling you, it's as easy as ever to to proto prototype at this point specific things, specific things that you need in the real world using such technology. Yeah. I'm talking, you know, at this point maybe more about industries. Yeah. Such as um, the automotive industry or the medical industry or, you know, construction. So anything you, you can literally prototype right now with glasses. And you create a plan that can be furthermore built in real life. But this this literally is going to take just the question of what's it going to be built in, in, in that, in that medium, or in literally in, in the real world. Mm -hmm. Sounds really dystopian. To some dystopian? No, I was thinking about something else. I was thinking about how once we get this, so we won't have to use our hands anymore to film, right? Mm. Once we get to that point and some generations pass by, they're going to look back at 2000, what? 11, 12 mm. to mm -hmm. 20, 25, let's say that's when it's getting invented. And they will say, what the fuck? These guys held their hands, like they stuck their hands out. And you would see, like, it, it would be so cringy. That's what they would think. And they would say geez, rather than sticking my hand out, holding a phone and seeing my hand in the, and, you know, so close up to the to my face, I would rather just not use it for these 15 years, that's what they would say, and, you know, just wait until it comes out. Like, I would never do that. Just much like we look now at, at Cave and we say, Jesus Christ, these guys were eating raw meat. How dumb can you, like, obviously, you, do, you wouldn't <laughs> know, but what the fuck, guys? Like, raw, it's come on, you got the fire, you know? Yeah, it's it, both. It makes sense retrospectively. When I look at it, it's both incredibly exciting and both scary maybe because there's a the, there's a the sensation of being scared of the new to to some sort and you know trying to adapt to that because when you said that 
it's incredible. I was uh, gonna tell you that you could be, you could take Johnny Ive's role in the Apple commercials. It's such an incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you could really well take him. But yeah, would you want to? Would you want to have your voice in the Apple commercials? Am I ready for that? Just answer my question first. Mm. Listen, two, one podcast, w- maybe one to two podcasts weekly for a couple of years. I think that's your CV, basically, you know, for the Apple commercial. Oh, so I become a voice actor through, through this. No, because they were also by your personal brand. You also appear like, you know, visually, like you're also on camera. But that wouldn't be bad, you know, for... I'm not saying it's casting. Bad. That's if, if, if there are casting directors right there who need... You know, people, they should probably look at, at some podcasts, you know, for, for voice actors if they want. There's Surely. There are some people who have incredible voices mm-hmm. on the internet right now. And every time you listen to them, there's this... Melody? Yeah, there's this melody in their voice. and just, it, it sounds incredibly crisp. And it's just, it's like a bedtime story every time you listen to it. I'm sure they do look at, uh, look, listen to podcasts if they want, right? Like, it makes sense. It is, it is the place to, to check for voice, given that Absolutely. voice only. Absolutely. If there's, you know, if there are also, you know, further per- performances in that in that podcast, to, t- to yeah. some sense, even better. Yeah. Like we talk, you know, pretty relaxed, but I, I've heard some people, they they um, they also do an impersonation as well. Like they've got, you know, b- besides the effect, they raise their tone voice and then they talk quietly, you know, based on what, what story they're telling. If you take a step back and you look at what we're doing right now, we never talk like this in real life. I still feel that this is some, like sort, of, some sort of performance, what we're doing. You mean this conversation we're having right now? Yeah, because I think... I think we do. I think this is like an, an enhancement of a conversation that we would have. Maybe because we're also wearing the headphones and I can, I can, I, I'm paying attention only to, to that, only to what you're saying. And it's yeah, just me and you, you know? Mr. Jacob, that's like saying... That's like saying... When that's like we're playing football and you say, you know, we don't walk like that in real life. Obviously, we wouldn't walk like, we don't run and hit a ball in real life. But this is the game that we're yes, playing now. When, I think it's pretty natural. When we're walking, we're, we're walking. When we're playing football, we're playing football. This is also talking, but this is talking to an... When we're talking, we're talking. When what we're recording a I podcast... Talking about? <laughs> this is Listen, <laughs> tell me a point on your list. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me... Oh, my, this bag is so deep. I cannot find the paper. Oh, damn. As I'm searching for it, do you wanna do you wanna point out another thing? Yeah, listen. Uh, I've had this question to myself. So, what I'll be talking about now is like legendary status. In um, you know how a lot of these stories with Hollywood actors, they say is you, you you would go on their Wikipedia page and they would say stuff like, when he was 23 years old, he moved to LA to pursue his career. No, 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 no. So that's like the the cliche. See the legend that you want to make it high. In, you want to make it. Uh, what's the expression? Want to make it what? high in the society or something? Whatever you want to make it in in Hollywood, you move to LA. Right? Okay, yeah. So the same legendary status would be for Silicon Valley, right? If you want to make it in uh, in the startup world, or if you need VCs, venture capital. So obviously, both in both cases. Uh, you don't. It doesn't mean that it's all happening only there. But that's like the legendary status. And then uh, it's also this legendary status on Madison Avenue, which is a street in New York for advertising ad agencies. You would know Mad Men. Which, by the way, tell me this. Let's take a a, a quick, uh, quick. Or Wall Street for an for a 
a exactly. broker or investor. Yeah. yeah. That would be like the, the goal location. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask about Mad Men. Is it like a pun with Mad because it's Madison and Ad because it's advertising and Mad, you know, because crazy? I didn't think of the Madison part, but I instantly got, as I was watching through the episodes, why it was called Mad Men. There's literally the pun of the, f- the crazy Ad Men and them being okay. crazy and adding an M. But the Madison part, I didn't. That might be a third one. Yeah, yeah. I was you thinking, know, you know, overlapping. There might be three three concepts into one. That would be mm, crazy. Yeah. 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 So I was gonna ask if I actually had one question, but now I have two because. Now there's what four of them all in the states. Question one is, are there any in the in Europe or maybe in some other place in the world? I mean, you can say Mecca, you know, for for what is for Islam, like, but that's purely religious. And question number two was, what would it be for design? But first of all, let's talk about that one. Is there anything like this, like legendary status for Europe? For something, not necessarily business related, preferably business related, but. You're talking about this holy location where everything happens? Most, yeah, yeah, where it's got this legend status. I feel like I'm missing something really important. I mean, okay, you obviously can say Italy and, and pizza, but whatever. Anything business related? Uh, let me think. Oh, okay, I can tell you for sure, for example, that in for a number of years, I'm not sure how well it's doing right now, but for a number of years, can. In, in I I could have sworn to God you were gonna say that. Yeah, because Cannes in Europe has been uh, uh, the main hot point for um, film, um, you know, film producers, distributors, and so forth. Um, it was a meeting point for them for deals, mm. and it happened in Europe. Since you're asking, that's in the film industry. Um, oh, here's another one, but this is also United States. There's a uh, then there's also NAM, National uh, Association of Music Merchants. That's the hottest point for the hottest and newest uh, music equipment that comes to the market. And there are a bunch, if not all musicians and uh, musicians especially who do clinics and workshops that go there in that sense to, you know, to meet, to cut deals, to see the newest equipment. So that would be another hot point in the music industry. Mm-hmm. But that's again, that's the United States. If I think of Europe, uh, like look, we, we can think about I don't know wine and doing that in France or like actually champagne. But I was thinking more of a business. I, indeed, it is business. There, it's a huge business to do champagne and luxury beverages. Do they call them beverages? Luxury sp- spirits, uh, alcohol. I don't know what the class would be. Yeah. Or you could say about um, the clothing designers that i know for sure oh fashion shows yeah fashion right. shows most of them happen in in, in uh, mm, europe I think pretty spread but yeah i see what you they, mean. they push to the, i i haven't seen i think there's la fashion i'm not sure i know there's new york fashion week yeah i know that for sure there's london fashion week london fashion week and then Paris you know obviously fashion. in italy and in france that's even bigger because most yeah. designers come from there so i think it's in you know actually here's a here's, legacy here was the point of of silicon valley and medicine Avenue and this and that it's not that most fashion designers come from there. It's just that they've got this legendary status, reputation, much like today, because it's 2019. It's not 1960 anymore where Madison Avenue is the number one street. But being there means buying uh, an office there means you also buy part of the brand. Uh, 
of this story, of this legend that it's for advertising agencies, which could explain why it's so expensive. I suppose it's hella expensive to buy. I, I don't suppose, I'm more than sure that it's, it's really expensive to buy office or rent an office in, on Manson Avenue. I have another idea here. Tell me. But I might be, I might not be right about this. Yeah. And it, it's, it stands closely to the idea of, of a very good brand as a, as a, con- as a country. I'm talking, you know, about how USA Tell me. M- managed to, to build this. Technology is equally, um, I mean, the, um, the people working in the, in the IT section, let's say. Yeah. In Europe. Do you think so? I, I think it is as equal to, to, to the United States, but I think the United States sells it as the best place to come and work as the main headquarters because everybody tries to go there but i can tell you that equally for sure i don't have exact stats but i can tell you that equally you can do that in western europe if you want in even in some countries in eastern europe and you get the same amount of um, uh, of an income or Mm. of a satisfaction out of it if that was the case initially Mm, let's say but that was the the point of what I was trying to say that we're not talking about real value. So I'm, I, I think the hot points we're are just the ones the that, se- who that claim. I think that they claim to be the best, but that doesn't mean that the actual actions yeah. of like as a as a hot point place for for those activities is solely uh, reference to that. I think there there are multiple hot points across the world that don't market themselves as those places do and say they are the best. That's what I'm trying to find. These who market, who these who have the story, even if it's at the peril of their actual value. May or maybe that's not in their interest to be as loud about it as the US True. is. True. Because I think it becomes a very restricted community mm-hmm. that is strictly, you know, yeah, between which, them. Which generates stuff like the Silicon Valley Rebellion that happens these days and not only happened before, it happened multiple times. And yeah, it's like the counter effect of of so they start the counterculture, but then eventually they become the culture and they have as well a counterculture to them. So do you see what I mean? Right. I was thinking as well with, uh, as you were talking, this was pretty obvious to me, UK and the, f- the financial sector. And then I fo- thought about Dubai, which is part of the Emirates and uh, travel. You know, like Dubai is, is, okay, hard to debate. Much like Seikabai would be hard to be debated today that they're the go-to place. I, it's a debate. Th- this is what make what gives it its legendary status. But yeah, I think uh, Dubai... I've read this the other day, by the way, that um, they've got 10% tax. You know, they've got 0% tax on, on income there or on profit. I don't know what it is. Probably both. They've got 10% tax on, on travel. So whatever a hotel makes, everyone who comes from outside needs to pay 10%. More. It's obviously not on the bill. For the yeah. time spent in, in, yeah. in that. Yeah, or like 50% tax on alcohol. Well, that's smart because they make their people happy by not asking them to pay taxes on this, but they, it's on that. Cool, yeah. So the bigger, bigger question was what's this legendary status for design, which is an open-ended question. Just wanted to bring to you. Maybe you have something to add. Um, Do you from, know? From what I've seen, yeah, the design community is much more online oriented right now that's without a doubt because look that's what i was saying even with advertising or tech startups 
they can very, very happily be outside Silicon Valley or Madison Avenue because it's 2019. But yeah, I was asking my dear friend Vas, uh, I'm mentioning him for the first time uh, on the podcast. He was saying that London is, in fact, the, the go-to place for designers. Now, again, whoever might be listening to this might be objecting to, which exactly proves the point that legend means debate. But yeah, he said that London, um, British designers, not just London, but he said specifically London more so, that having an agency in Soho, which he has, <laughs> or in central London, um, is uh, it's got this legendary status because if you make it there, means you're good, very good, which can apply to any other place that we've been mentioning before. I tend to disagree to the hot point kind of space that you're talking about. Mm. And I think it doesn't apply only to the design world right now because... Remember that earlier I've just said I'm not sure how Can has been acting in the last years in, in that sense as a business hotpoint, right? Mm-hmm. When you asked me if there's a place for, for designers in that sense, my answer was online. And I think this speaks for itself from, for what I'm, I'm about to say. I don't think it matters anymore when you where you are unless you're really keen on face to, face-to-face meetings about a project if you're a designer and you're trying to talk to a client. But as tools become more and more powerful to collaborate online on anything, be it a video call, a live chat, or a constant mean of communication for that, say, project, Mm. I'm I'm asking you, how do you feel about the idea of needing to be in a in a specific place right now to do this job as a uh let me you know be a bit more specific as a graphic designer that has a laptop and can do a job remotely it's very easy it's about the budget i would say i prefer working people face to face that means a higher cost especially because we're in london if you're looking to outsource work, you can outsource it to a third world country where the bills, because when, when freelancers are charging, they also are indirectly uh, influenced by the bills they need to pay. So it makes sense why someone in London will charge, even if they're at the same level of experience, let's say they're perfectly equal, they will charge more than someone in, in India where living is cheaper. But let's not talk economy necessarily. Okay. Let's talk more the the possibility of realizing a project. Possibility it is. I believe in hi- higher synergy if everyone is in the same room because what, what can you do? You can do Skype, you can do even video call, which is also Skype. I, as much as you do, agree with that. But I'm totally 100% with the idea of meeting with the person and I'm still going to, this is something that I support. I'm just seeing some stuff coming from the external side of things Yeah. that I think will... Uh, obliterate that and I'm, I'm quite sad about it and obliterate what tell me more about it the idea of face-to-face meeting and that some people want to obliterate that no it will happen by itself without us wanting to and I'm talking again, oh I don't think so I will, I will, I will even give you an example if you want because there's a recording video of the latest launch by Microsoft about what I talked to you about about the uh, VR thing VR thing they launched a new pair of glasses and they did a uh, stage presentation of how it works and how you can collaborate on projects the level of detail 
and you know the idea of having an avatar and talking into a virtual space to someone about a project and having this empty canvas around it that you can move with your hands like a whiteboard and oh, e- more than and that. easily control okay and talk about a project is going to become mm. you know the idea of me seeing you in person for the podcast yeah or seeing you as pixels yeah oh but still having this kind of like you know it depends if we shake hands or not and you still want to feel that which is nice and like again i agree to that completely yeah but if i show you that video with the microsoft launch you're going to start asking yourself mm, the same question why would a person from from perth australia would fly to new york anymore to be on the same time zone no jokes no i've seen the facebook video which was vr space it was 2014 and it shook me when i saw it that was 2014 i saw in 2016 or something. that was the first trigger in that sense, i suppose you know? 2018 yeah. 2019 microsoft is even higher than that because it's five years five fucking years that's huge wow no i get what you mean well, let's dig into it. I would prefer face-to-face because I think... I prefer face-to-face, like I said. But let's think about it. But I would I'm just do talking that. about a danger that I'm feeling from the... Why danger? Why do you think it's... Let's because I prefer it. face-to-face. Well, and, why? You know, I, can, I have my answer, but tell me yours. I'm you a, feel I, I think I'm a very people person and I like being around people. There's people as well on the other side of the screen. Exactly. Or See, that's, that's the... There, there's a... Here's how I think about it. I prefer face-to-face because in a Skype call voice call or video call whatever it is facetime you got some barriers so if we are only voice i can't see your facial expression which told me a lot you know that 60 per, that percentage yeah. uh, study how much is body language i can see a bit of your face language in video call but we still got a block i can't feel your your uh, um, i can't see your body movement and here's what i would say the only barrier left in uh, in this vr call would be the energy that I get when, because uh, you know sometimes you can feel at least for myself. Maybe I'm just imagining uni- unicorns and stuff. But when I talk to someone, I can you can sense in their atmosphere. Or look, here's how we will find out in a VR call whether that thing is only in, in my head or our head, or it actually you can feel as well through this virtual filter. You know when there's tension, maybe it's actually just a sum of tone and uh, facial expression and body movement. But so maybe it's more than that. How long is it going to take until the pixelated version of you is going to become more highly defined? Do you want to talk porn? And I'm, and I'm, no, but I'm not going to be <laughs> able, you know, to 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 tell the difference. Yeah. Unless we try to touch it, touch each other, which we don't do in a business setting. Maybe we shake hands. Well, I'm even concerned about the touching. I'm even concerned about the smell. Right. Look. Okay. I've See, been. I've smell been is lost in that. No. I've been in a VR studio here in London. Met, you know, the the, the people behind the Oh, technology. I think you told me. Yeah. They they're, you know, they, they do prototypes. They they're still trying to understand how how far this can go. They had this box at the size of a monitor that was literally a, a catalog of 5000 smells that that could be emitted from that thing. Wow. So like mix and match because look, we, we, we mapped visual. It's RGB or CMYK for color. Yeah. We kind of matched, mapped, sorry. I don't know that much. I, this is an uneducated guess, but I think we pretty much mapped audio as well, you know, with the waveform and what music can do these days. Smell is not that much mapped. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm sure yet. there's some biological expansion to that. 
That's next you're, you're saying, right? These guys are doing that. 5,000. Wow. And they said it as it was, you know, a comma to a sentence. Well, because they deal with it daily, right? Yeah, but still. Yeah. They are the only ones that do. Yeah, look, you look at a picture and you, a picture of someone who's dear to you, who maybe have died, has died, and a lot of feelings are evoked because, you know, you miss that person. If I said that to you today, you'd be like, mm. yeah, sad. If I say that to someone in someone a hundred years ago, no, two, three hundred years ago, they would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you talking about ghosts, like spirits? If I tell you today, how about I evoke you a the smell of someone who was dear to you? You'd be like, shut the fuck up. Don't, this is not a joking matter, you would say to me. But yeah, eventually we'll get to that. Surely, right? And maybe not only the smell. Which is gonna be even more spooky. Oh, that Black Mirror episode? Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I didn't. I did. I watched it passively. My partner was watching it and she told me what happened. Yeah. It's. Let's See, he, here's the it. thing. Here's the thing. I do believe in, and you know, I tend to pay attention sometimes at biology and genetics and how you can work with that. Mm. And to be honest, Blank. I, I, I will not um, avoid that possibility. Of what? Of... Playing God? Of pl- Yeah. Oof. This is the first time I say oof on the podcast. <laughs> I will not. Because it... I look at it and it seems logical. Yeah. Okay, Maleficent, I Jacob now. Ho, 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 ho <laughs> in the background. No, but it, it, it seems logical. We need logical. a soundboard, man. We have put out a Maleficent it's laugh now. It's very doable. Talking about God, let's talk about something that you can play God with today, which is making a script. How the fuck, maybe you know. Making a what? Script, writing a script. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does Black Mirror get produced? As in, do they just sit and say, hmm, let's think about the most fucked up thing we can correlate technology with? Or do they get submissions from people? Or do they go on uh, Reddit and ask people for what's the darkest scenario? Okay, I'm going to ask you this. Oh. What did people think? when they made world record egg on Instagram? What was their thinking behind? I don't know. We don't even know who it is, right? But I'm asking. Not you're, you're asking I suppose they didn't take it very the seriously. Same, the same question the same question asked uh, which is happens right now w- w- with the film script. How far can we go? Because you can. You can Yes, but there's what? Four seasons? How many episodes are there? At least 20. And all of them are Yes pretty fucked up yes but there are a bunch of highly intelligent writers in a room who think about subjects and i think i wanted to ask you that how much do you know about the behind the scenes oh uh, obviously you can't know everything because you were the producer actually visited uh my uh, my university at some point and he came to talk to us i can even tell you why it's being called black mirror in case you were ever wondering can i give my educated guess my uneducated guess yeah of course I think it had to do with, you know, when the screen is off and exactly. you see yourself in the mirror. Yeah, that's... that's and it's like disabled technology yeah. somehow. That's the, the idea that a device actually acts even if, if it doesn't normally to you act. What? It's, it's still active as, as, you know... It still has a function. Yeah, mm. well, when it's being shut down. It's just... Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's the meaning behind black. Yeah, it's definitely when you're out of battery and you see your ugly face, like, oh my... <laughs> And uh, he, he came to us. I think it was Nick Pitt, uh, one of the producers who actually came, um, came, came at my university, at the University of the Arts London, and mm-hmm. 
he showed us in in uh, in, a, in preview a episode who wasn't even launched at that time. Wow, which one? Um, the one the one in which um, a human gets a chip implanted into them and becomes sort of like a monitor for them and they can record everything that happens in front oh, of them. Oh, that thing with the girl and with the, the girl mom? With the girl in the hospital, yeah. And exactly. the mom who was like a helicopter mom. Yeah. And so oh. he showed us that episode when it, it was still before VFX were applied. Which is pre-production? No, that's, that's still post-production, but VFX were not applied oh. yet. Pre-production is when you, you talk about the film, how you're going to do it. Production is when you literally film it. Post-production is what you mm. apply to that film so afterwards. Tell us more. What does non, uh, without VFX mean specifically? Okay. So normally, uh, VFX are applied over a green screen that's being put on set normally, but now the technology gives you the possibility to, to actually play on any given space mm. besides having a, a green screen in your in your footage. In this case, they had, there was a bunch of green screen that was being shown. In, in, in the, the video was like so confusing to watch without without them being there. He, okay, so we didn't he had see. to explain to us, like, mm. here the girl actually, you know, pulls out something from her skin that wasn't specifically shown because mm -hmm. they had to fake that out. And afterwards. what was she doing actually? She was, she just was just using her hand and pretending to pull something out. And but acting like, you know, like as if. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay, okay. So I guess it messes up with your uh, human sensor when you see someone just playing with their skin and acting as if someone's dying well when you when you tend to work in, in this it becomes sort of mm. it's it's a matter of of thinking or not thinking about how things are done yeah and how they are being presented to you but what was the i lost my train of thought of it why did we mention oh yeah the idea of uh, you know that episode from black mirror of you know playing god and reincarnating somebody or something like that. The one with the dead husband? Yeah. So can you give some context to whoever's listening? Because I, even I don't have the full context. I told you, I just watch it passively. So tell us what happens in that episode. There's a woman who loses her, her don't partner. Don't spoil it, though. Don't spoil it. No, no, keep on going. Because I read that in the plot as well. Should I say because I read the, just the plot? And can you... Because I'm, I'm curious to I know how the plot was written. Because I the might The plot just says that after after her husband dies, this woman uses this technology from a company to get in touch with him. But him basically means this company, what they do is they make a virtual copy of all the content that he had, you know, in pictures, videos. That's what I assume. And I, I know that she talks to him as in she types, but then there's a more expensive version from this company, this uh, more expensive service, in which they can bring him to life, quote unquote, which means they install this software version of him into a hardware robot. But then the, then the episode unfolds. Not a robot. What's the word for it? Good. It is a robot to, to its sense. But, you know, it's, like a, it's a human robot form. But it's made out of silicon or what? Yeah. The material doesn't matter because, you know, yeah. we, we, can, we are good production designers. We are good designers. Like, we can, we can fix that. We can come up with a solution to make it. Yeah, but know. I mean, in the plot, like in the story. Anyways, doesn't it matter. It doesn't show you. Yeah, so they they make I a fake human I that looks a hundred percent like one. Yes, I cannot spoil anything for you because that's literally the episode, and I think Black Mirror doesn't doesn't care about a written plot because the idea is that the episode itself is still going to shock you through through its plot. So the fact that I'm telling you what what's gonna happen, it's gonna make you feel feel like yeah, okay. Whatever, but when when you're Another actually going to see it, it's going to be. I won't watch it's, it though. It's pretty dark, but everything that you've said, it's it's perfectly fine. 
The only thing that I can add is that Go on. the robot after being, uh, I, can, I don't even know how to call it, but spawned. after he's being uh, spawned, <laughs> brought to life, the wife, the wife starts to get, you know, a bit, at first she's amazed by it, but she starts uh, feeling the fact that she's not actually her husband. She's like, you know, my, my husband tends to laugh at this kind of stuff. Or mm. And guess what the robot does? He keeps a track of record of that. As an algorithm, oh, you know, like as machine, machine learning, learning works yeah. right now, when she, uh, the machine understands better, a, better, a, yeah. a, a mistake, he would automatically wow. correct it in time. So well, does that it robot. It makes sense because if you just have pictures and all that stuff, you can't really, really know. Like, that's not 100%. It's 99% of you, but not 100%. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, my question was this. How the fuck they come up with all this messed up stuff? So you said one of the producers, and that's what I noticed as well sometimes. I didn't watch them all, but I see that the team sometimes vary. So is All the time. Okay, so Black Mirror is... Probably there's a there's a group of people that are there all the time because that's why it's a show. They have... No, uh, I think they vary a lot because there, there are a bunch of producers, a bunch of directors that have worked throughout the time, but this is literally about time commitment and having other projects. I don't think uh, one director could have stayed for so much work because one one episode is usually a, an hour, a film, film length itself, almost. Yeah, an hour at least. So that takes a lot of time, a lot of preparation. But that's not how usually TV shows are. They're usually not yeah same core, right, of, of people, no? They come and go, maybe. Okay, I'm not talking about uh, soap. Uh, what's the name? Soap operas? No, not. I'm talking about any show. Try and pay attention to the credits and see how much they actually repeat or not. Like what? Look, Game of Thrones is like what? Seven seasons long. Do they vary? Of course, they have. Wow. Oh, I can tell you how many directors they have. It's and they just mix it. So, but who's the central person? There has to be at least one central person that's there the all creator. the time. A creator that manages everything. He's like the master of the puppets. Like the project manager, basically. Exactly. Crazy. So, Game of Thrones had 19 directors. Wow. That's like seven having writers. 19 parents to a baby. Seven writers, to which one of them is actually the creator. So he manages also the story completely. And one of these, another one 50 is... 50 producers. George Martin, right? Yeah, 50 producers. What 741 fuck? actors. 15 cinematographers. 8 editors. I can go more, but one composer. That's the so he's the one who actually, d and I think that's God the yeah, Father. Ramin Javadi, exactly. Oh, what a what an amazing composer! Which means he dedicated his full time to this. Well, yeah, it has to be. There has to be someone. Seventy-three episodes that he had to compose for. I've watched six. Watch more. <laughs> it's fun. I, I, I like. I think I will. Here's so another idea. Back oh, to tell me, tell me. what Sorry. we were saying. I don't want to interrupt you. Black Mirror and a lot of producers, a lot of directors. Yeah, but be behind that, we were, we were saying something about the... What the episode with the, with the husband? So, yeah, you were doubting a bit the, the possibility. Of what? Of oh, you asked me how come um, creators thinks, think of such ideas? How do they come up with something like that? It it kind of makes sense now, given that I I was it was elucidated that there's not a same group of people, because in my head, until now. No, but the question wasn't the number, but the the how does one reach that idea, right? But look, it'll be it'll be a mystery if it's the same group of people that come with so many stretches of imagination. But now, given that there's more people, eight, in this case, who write 
that. That makes more sense, doesn't it? It's they only have like what? It does, but what I'm episodes? saying is that you can come up with with the ideas that they had. It's just the idea of of trying to think about it or not. Wow. You started the, this podcast by saying, "How long does it take until a president would uh, have a vlog?" That's exactly how Black Mirror thinks about the future of the society and how technology will affect that. Mm. They go as far as they can. Program creator Charlie Brooker. Did you mention him earlier? What? The creator of Black Mirror. Oh, you mentioned the creator of Game of Thrones. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David ben- Benioff, I think. Yeah, that's him. Wow. Do you want to create something like Black Mirror? I know what you say. You say, if it comes out of me, if that's what comes out of me. Mm. See, what Black Mirror is trying to do, I think, I think, I think, um, they might try to raise some awareness because essentially that, that's what, what leaves you at the end, what stays with you, sorry. It's a tire, isn't it? Hmm? Yes, it is, it is. But, more than that, what what do you think it's the purpose of the show besides that? Entertainment, I guess. It's pretty depressing to me to be entertaining. To yeah, be I don't. I don't watch. Uh, that's why I don't want to watch it anymore. Because he puts I, me I, I I never watched all the episodes because it, it, they. I do not feel particularly well about. Yeah, for real. I don't feel after like after watching one. I get back home and I say, hmm, let me go into existential crisis and watch some Black Mirror. In the opposite order, actually. But I think they're true. I think their predictions are, are incredibly true. And Indeed. I'm not the only one who thinks about... Um, who, you know, who predict things like this. They're, they're, they seem logical. They, I think they're logical. And mm-hmm. there have people, even you know, people like Elon Musk, who have raised some awareness in... in when it, when it comes to like machine learning and AI and he's yeah yeah not just him but yeah tough tough subject a, a bit yeah well I've got some other less tougher subjects do you want to talk business tough subject but yeah well yeah it, it, uh, tough was not a good word less dread inducing it says <laughs> subjects than AI taking over the world. indeed I've had this idea that, um, well, you know bubble tea, <laughs> our beloved bubble tea. I so really like bubble tea, yeah. Well, for, for dear listeners, it's not that Jacob likes bubble tea, it, it is that I've got him addicted as well. It's like we're, we're heroin junkies with bubble tea. So for whoever might not know what this is, it's basically milk tea, which is black tea with milk, the one you will have usually with a lot of sugar. And these tapioca pearls, which tapioca pearls are just chewy. Think about chewing gum that you can obviously chew for a bit, but you can also swallow. Like it's it very slippery as well. Yeah, and it's some sort of some sort of satisfactory Pavlovian response to it. At least for me, I don't know about you, Jacob. Is it? It is. Yeah, and they're very popular with uh, Chinese people, or not just them, but I know I have a lot of Chinese friends who are into it a lot, and they've got me into it actually. And um, I've understood there's a number of people who actually don't like the idea of having a uh, <laughs> a external body, a, a something other than liquid. Yeah, in, exactly. in, in their uh, drink, like yeah. I remember this from uh, the aloe vera type of oh, drink. There were people trying yeah. to drink it, yeah. and they would feel it inside it, and they would be, oh, why is there like hard stuff in my liquid? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. Think 
I think uh, I've heard people reacting the same way about bubble tea. You know, thinking they have like yeah. a. a uh, I've had this reaction from talking about a lot of nations from Hungarian people. They said, "Why the hell?" I, I bought some. I I told them on the phone I was going to meet them, and I said, "I'm getting this joint." They said, "Well, I've never had it, but sure, whatever." Bring it to them, and they say, "Why?" I have one only one question: Why the hell would you want to have this? Say, you know, just give it to me. I'll have it. No, no worries. But I was gonna uh, delve into something deeper, something uh, different than that. So, for more context, and I don't know if you, Mr. Jacob, noticed that they don't have tables—the kind of table that you see in Starbucks, all these bubble tea places. So, anyways, even if you don't understand what bubble tea is, it's a beverage. And all these places have, at most, if anything, some couches to, small couches, mind you, uh, upon which you can sit while you wait for your order to be prepared. Or if that, if like the best case scenario is couches and some high top uh, tables, but without chairs, it's just a table you can sit. So obviously, naturally, you're not incentivized to sit there for longer, for very long. And... Um, you know, much like a lot of stuff that I do, I don't have that much stuff to do. No, I'm joking. I was trying to find a nice way to put the fact that I was looking on Reddit about the business of bubble tea places because I wanted to, to see, um, what's the word, insights from people who try this business because I think because of its popularity among uh, youngsters, it might have been an untapped market or at least untapped market in some places. And these people were saying that they did open in the States and they made this mistake of putting up tables, which is after I read this, I've realized that none of these places in London actually have tables for people to sit. They said that indeed uh, it will be a lot of students who will come, get their drinks, sit there for like three hours or four, for a long time because they just spend time there. And that's like four pounds times four people or let's say six people, but it's for four hours. So it's not that much, uh, it's not really a place where you want people to sit. Which made me think for a second, like, how does Starbucks manage to do that? Because they've got also the same kind of drink, the same kind of price point for drinks. But they seem to, tell me. But Starbucks has a very wide range of drinks. I mean... Uh, they do as well. I mean, yeah, of course. The bubble teas, they do have um, as well a, a good number of it. But it seems very exclusive in the idea of uh, a tea with pearls in it. As in, not so many people are aware of it, much like coffee. Co every, exactly. Most people know coffee. S Starbucks serves you um, sort of like what what has been a day-to-day -day kind of drink. Oh, I get it. Is. I get it. And I think what they're selling is exclusiveness to some sort. Mm. And the, I'm trying to figure. I think, I think the, the idea of not having chairs, let's say here. Because you said it was a mistake when in the U.S. they tried to actually put tables and chairs. This business owner was saying that, yeah. Don't put chairs because I made this mistake and I had to pay for it. The, I the idea maybe behind is that when you, when you eliminate the, uh, tables and chairs, you give the, the, the idea that the place would be packed if you would have tables and chairs. What are you saying? Chairs. I don't understand. I'm trying to think uh, of the scheme behind not having a table and a chair to actually enjoy the drink there. And I think by implying that you wouldn't have space for people to sit there and enjoy it, automatically tells you, oh, a lot of people go there and they don't have space to keep them. So by using that psychology, they 
invite the customers in, they get their drinks, and they create a very big line. And so they get mm. the drinks and creates the idea of you know the space being exclusive. Mm. Maybe I might be completely wrong. It's just what I think. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. But this point, the point made by this business person, uh, or at least person who invested in a bubble tea place from the states, was that you just want people to get a drink and keep on mo- moving because you can't cater to at least not on these profit margins. You can't cater to them staying there for very long. Add on top of that the fact that it's m- usually students who spend time together for a longer time than business people who get their coffee. But I think your other point was extremely good, that coffee is more of a day-to-day thing, which has an implication. People come and have it takeaway uh, day-to-day as opposed to bubble tea, which is kind of like a dessert. You, you can't really have it daily because it's so much sugar that you might go crazy from it. I get sugar rush when I have it. But wait, my point was that this was all context. The, my idea was that I've been in a bubble tea place the other day and there were so many orders prepared for Uber Eats or Deliveroo. And obviously they're a bit more expensive, but people still buy them, even for one. Which if makes you think, again, that it's a quite highly... Um, demanded? Demanded drink. Yeah, that confirms it. But here's, here's what... Finally, I get to my point after 30 minutes of explaining... Um, I think we'll see more and more food shops or drink shops in this case on Uber Eats only or Deliveroo only just like with time uh, brick and mortar shops still exist but a lot of them move to online or some of them are online only sure you can have you can still have a brick and mortar retail shop for the experience for um, building the brand for for, for whatever you, you're selling but I think we're not very far, if we're not there already, uh, from, the p- from the moment where we have food places which are made in a certain, probably even basement, probably even their own kitchen. I suppose they have to be regulated somehow for cleanliness purposes. But in a place that doesn't have their doors open to customers f- to come and sit or even to have it take away, and they operate online only, much like some online shops are online only. And no, nothing like that. Think about it. Wouldn't that be cool? I think if you can get your re- this regulation in place, I don't know them. I wish I would have researched them before the podcast. That's a very nice business, as in you put all your stuff in your kitchen. Again, all clean and all that stuff. You operate out of it. It's your business, much like sell your dream, uh, you know, buying a dream, selling on Amazon and living on a beach. No, no, no. In a practical way. And then that's a lot of uh, money saved on rent which gives you competitive advantage if you want to price it cheaper right so as a consequence of that we could have bubble tea places that um, are only uber only online and here's the second part of it of what i was trying to say how about that rent budget which by the way is enormous if you're in london and more than that uh would be spent on creating the brand on instagram and not only instagram just social media in general of creating a brand that uh, attracts people. Because once they, the idea is to have them taste. With bubble tea, I would say, which is a beverage, uh, you need to get them once, and then it's about the utility. Like, did you actually like it? I see this a lot of times with uh, dessert places or nice cafes. Cafes? How do you say it? Yeah. Uh, People go and see the place just because of how it looks on Instagram. Once they visit, they see, they notice that it's not as fairy tale as it actually is portrayed. They don't come again. That's churn. 
or there's this place in Chinatown, London Chinatown, that deals with desserts, but it's not a place where you could sit. You just take it, you just have it take away. Their stuff looks like dessert porn, and it made the headlines. It went viral on Facebook a year or two ago, and you would see queues for like very long queues. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, but everyone who went there told me it's not actually that great. It just looks cool, but they're actually old in the first place. I don't know what they said. I don't want to trash talk them. But yeah, see how brand can actually turn very well for you have queues. There's no queue online. It's unlimited real estate. And again, that's just for people to, to what's the word? Take a sample? No. Mm-hmm. Anyways, to buy the first time and then you anyway see reviews and you have your opinion. Okay, this tea is actually good. But yeah, here's a lot of money being spent on. Because look, the bubble tea is... Uh, the, the reason why I gave this example is that since there's anyways no place for them to have a seat, what the hell are we doing here? But it's they're also situated in a very crowded area in the city. That's true. So That's it becomes true. at the same time a very good point for a break. Much like older people complain about younger generation that they don't go out anymore. Go for a walk and... Uh, match your delivery driver no I think that people do go out they still yeah this is what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, on top of like for you to go out go for a walk if need be if you still really, yeah yeah. we have no idea for example me as much as you like to walk. We haven't grown really much in the digital area. We still have in our blood the the sensation and the the, the eagerness to, to you know to go out. I'm sure that's what the next generation would say about themselves as opposed to the new one. I I do not know how you know the younger generation feels about that mm. yet. Back in my day. But I I think we still have that in our the 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 need to go out. Yeah. Well, maybe going out would be just putting your VR headset back to what we were talking. That's going out. Can you imagine that? See, mom, I'm going out. Don't don't open the door to my room. I'll put my headset on. Says the. See, we might we might be doing that, but also going out. A a a a kid who might be growing in 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 the environment from the very in that environment from the very beginning. I'm talking about the virtual one. That's gonna be interesting because his argument is gonna be. Well, why do I need to go in my yard if I can go in Here's this London startup. now? Here's this. I was thinking as you were talking. Yeah, we still got for gym, you know, for working out. There's a startup in London, actually. One of my friends invested in it. That's how I heard about it. I don't even know the name, to be honest. Mm, they've got this, this huge glove that you put on, but not just on your, not until your wrist. You put all the way up to your shoulder and... I think about it as we next level. It gets tenser and tenser, so to the point where you can work out with it on. Do you see where I'm going? And this combined with some VR headset, you could actually work out from your place. For real. No, no, no. Yeah, like you... Look, if it's... I can easily imagine a a forearm exercise like that. And I think you can get... I suppose they're working to to make it somehow so that the... mm, this uh, opposition, this force is concentrated in your speci- in specific parts so it has to work. Your biceps, your triceps, whatever it is. How do you feel about that? 
you put a costume on, you put a, a jacket on. Again, and then you uh, do squats. At, at this point, I, I do it, expect those things to come. It's something that I'm that I'm seeing already. Mm. And when you're asking me what do I think about that, I'm simply, I cannot say more than yes mm. to it because I know it's going to be possible. Are you asking me how do I feel about it? I do now. Like I said, both excited and scared. Because I'm a, I'm a very, you know, I seek what's natural. Mm -hmm. But this term is going to be really weird in a couple of years. Natural? Natural, yeah. Mm. You think it'll be one of these uh, quote-unquote dirty words, much like uh, God or <laughs> motivational speaker, <laughs> one of these words that lost their, that, that, not lost the original meaning, but are kind of too far away, could be too far away from the original meaning. Do you see where I'm going at? Mm, no. Let me think of another word that's like that. Anyways, you know how... Oh, wait. Did you, did you include the word God in this video? Yeah, yeah. You might, might understand now. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Then yes. Like it's so, it's been through so much stuff that naturally say okay easy there yes i think then mm -hmm. speaking of working out in gym i was having this idea while in the gym actually that if you actually no i wasn't in the gym i'm lying if you if you think about even if you don't go you know this that you go to the gym you do some reps so one rep would be one movement let's say you lift this bar and once you do eight ten twelve depending on how much you set yourself out that's the set so some people, depending on what you want to train, you do that, you do as many reps until you fall, until you can't push anymore. So you need to do nine. That's how you choose the weight. Keep on doing. And probably maybe at seven, you'll be, you'll be too much for you to say, oh, okay, this is it. When people do that in the gym, it's perfectly fine. I, I've done it until seven. Okay, cool. I can't do number eight. I'll put it down. I'll do the same weight, maybe six times. That's no, absolutely no problem. So not only... I've stopped when I couldn't do it anymore and I forced myself, but um, I'm looking forward to the next set, which will be in a minute because that's how much I, I'm resting. Why is it that doing this in the gym is absolutely normal and like no one bats an eye, yet <laughs> we are talking about motivation speakers. I hope this won't be, I, it might be taken like that. Why is it that once we fail in real life with, the with some business endeavor or some scientific endeavor or whatever it is, we don't have the same um, attitude, you think? Is it just it's just a matter of social standard that in the gym everyone does this and you say, well, it's cool. But if you do it in, in business, let's say, once you fail, is it that some people uh, take the social implication? Or why is it that in, in this case we don't look the same way? Because gym doesn't imply money at this point. Well, and okay, okay, money, let's go. Let's go on. Money talk becomes about an, that. An, a necessity. So when you fail, really? when you fail at something, um, body transformation doesn't equal money in this sense. But when really? when you fail, when you fail at, at a business, you lose money. You lose something that keeps you in today's time yeah. alive. Or even maybe it's not about me. It's about the social implications of oh he failed, right? It could be something like that. Something that that too. Something that threatens your stability but here's the thing because i had that objection in my head as well not with money but like with with there's less to be lost 
with uh, with gym body health can be a very important problem if you and look it might not be that you're getting fat or something like that maybe you're in shape it might be about an extra year for you to live or you're avoiding some cardiovascular problem so you because look i i asked myself and besides the social implication i couldn't find any answer this was today though it wasn't a very old problem the problem is you don't feel on your own body the danger as early let's say let's say you're, you're in your 20s 30s that's the time maybe when when, when body issues might start might start to appear in front of you and you become aware of them but they, they're not in in a state that endangers your life completely they're just some signs whereas mm -hmm. if you don't focus on, on the money side as early as being 20 or 30 and you live on your own let's say mm -hmm that's an issue that you need to correct earlier yeah but again it's a number it's a, a matter also of, of of time and how you treat yourself and so forth i guess it's that idea that same with time not only with health you're already born into it like you're already born a millionaire every day you have what eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in a day so you know, day ends, you still have them, the, it, it resets every day. With health as well, you get born into it. Most people, not everyone, and unfortunately, I wish it would be different. And then you get to become poor. Whereas with money, statistically speaking, this is how wealth is distributed these days, is you're more likely statistically to be born without and to strive to get more, right? That's also a very good point. Yeah. But listen, dude, I think... I imagine the world where, actually, no, I don't know if a world where no consequence for failing is uh, is perfectly normal. I guess it what what got us to um, ad advance to progress. Back to what we were saying an hour ago. Listen, when I have ideas like this, I make them into a video, because I I've got FOMO, fear of missing out, that uh, I'm gonna miss the idea, and I'm like, oh, give me a phone quickly, I need to. Uh, record this fuck i lost uh, hopefully that didn't happen that will not happen yeah you know how people say oh i don't give a fuck what people say yeah you know that and you know it's good to say that like it's that's what i noticed especially in your circle circles like yours or mine where we've got in a what would you call that in a humble way academically performing a layer I don't consider myself whatever let's let's leave that aside so people around us who've done well in school and university uh there are somehow filters so we only we mainly surround ourselves with people like this that has an implication which means they know the answers they've they've known the answers and another implication is i would say this is empirical so first the first one that i said is pretty much a truism we can agree on that most of ca most cases the second one which is empirical is they've you and I as well they've known these people sometimes what the right answer was without uh, internalizing the meaning of it so I say 2 plus 2 I raise my hand I say it's 4 I don't really know why it's 4 but I say it's 4 and I you know we jump over it's like a it's like a quick fix teacher won't ask me why she just assume, assumes I know why but in fact I was a sneaky student and I've known it 
And that leads us back to my point of, oh, of course, I don't give a fuck what people say. Because I've, I think, my opinion is that because it's so agreed upon that you shouldn't give a fuck what people say, a lot, a lot of people say that because they know it's the right answer, but that's pretty much about it. Because here's my take on it. If you really don't give a fuck about what people say, you, you might as well slap these two guys on the street that walk past you because you find it funny. I don't find it funny to hurt people, but some people do, unfortunately. If you find it funny to, to, torture, to, to hit people, why wouldn't you do it? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you do. It's, it's pretty much very hard to not give a fuck what people say entirely. Otherwise, you just live in the mountains. You'd be an outcast of society. Do you agree on that? That's a not yes. People don't have video. They, <laughs> they won't be able to tell. You got time. I'll, Th- I'll finish a, my point. That's so. a tough one, but uh, I'm I'm gonna add. I'm not sure if it's a it's a very strong uh, um, argument for that, but I think instinct has a part in this as well. Yeah. To what what you think? Here was my discovery. On top of that, oh, was I interrupting? Sorry. No. Yeah. My discovery on top of that was. It might not be that much about not giving a fuck, but rather about something else. Now, a parallel. You know how uh, in business people say that, which is again a truth and we can agree on it. If you want to become richer, you can. You have two ways. You either decrease your spend expenditure or you increase your uh, income. I won't get into that. It's a discussion whoever's listening to this might probably have heard before. Whatever. I feel like the same thing applies to not giving a fuck to this very sensitive subject, which means... You can either desensitize yourself, which means you become, you go on the outcast of society path uh, of I see something bad happening on me, I don't care. Or, I, and I think this would be, this is my discovery at this moment in life, this is what I think is the way to go, is rather, instead of decreasing your expenditure or desensitizing, rather you should just pursue stuff that you care more about so as in a in a ranking, you've got stuff that that outranks this minor, possibly minor thing. So let's say you get into an argument with someone. Okay, not someone you care, not someone that's very, uh, very important to you. Just for the sake of the example, get an argument with a classmate or a workmate. Um, if you don't have anything else going on in your life, obviously you're gonna put that as number one. And you're gonna look to decrease your expenditure, as in you're gonna look to. I don't care about it. Let's say you do, because I think that's really hard. And if you go on it, you you go on a psychopathic path. You might you 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 going into a, into the direction where serial killers are going and a lot of atrocities. And I don't want to go there. Or rather, maybe you're so driven about this other thing, which is I'm writing my blog about phone cases or whatever the hell it is, lip balms, because I see my lip balm on the table, which gives me the drive to put this on number one, the lip balm blog. And this minor, it is upsetting me, but it's number five. I remind myself that in the big picture, I've got a fucking responsibility to write about lip balm. I want to classify them, I want to rank them, and I'm going to review them every day, once, uh, one new lip balm every day. I've taken responsibility. What's this post that I'm doing? You're flexing? Yeah, I, as I was... Uh, proving my point I raised my hands and then I flexed my hands because it meant power I think power is responsibility is linked to power eventually at least yeah that was my rant I'm glad you did it I think that there's 
there are a lot of sides to it. A lot, a lot of sides. Let's talk about it, about them in the next podcast. Mr. Jacob, a pleasure as always. As always. What is this? Episode number six? Yes. Two more. And then? Two more. Two more what? Years? Days? Lives? Lives? Mm-hmm. Hours? Mm-hmm. Right. Two more. Take care.